1: This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. Hello, hello. Welcome into another episode of At The Turn, a very special morning recording of the episode. It's not beer. It's not bourbon. It's coffee this morning, Nick. This is the first time we've done a morning episode in years. I
0: was trying to remember the last time we did it. We used to do them all the time when... I was in Hawaii, which which made perfect sense. I'd wake up at 6 a.m., crank out a pod, and then uh, get my day rolling. But with the time, now I'm on the East Coast, got a baby. There's a lot, all sorts of things that are influencing the schedule now. But um, I like the morning pod.
1: I do, too. It's a much different energy. I feel the caffeine coursing through my veins
0: Plenty you to get already to. already heard my first Slack notification going off, which doesn't happen during the evening hours. Uh um, so that'll, you know, that'll be a nice little uh addition to the to the morning pod. The day job beckons. So much to get to. The latest live defectors,
1: which we better get to quickly because there'll probably be more by the time we finish this podcast. Music of the golf course. And at the end of the episode, I'm going to open my email from the Augusta National Golf Club. To see if I'm going to the 2023 Masters. Now, Nick, you you accidentally spoiled yours. I don't want you to give it away yet, but you accidentally spoiled it.
0: You texted me. I, I, I go on Twitter. All I see is everybody everybody getting tickets to the Masters. I'm thinking it's 100 success rate. Everybody's getting approved, <laughs> and I keep refreshing my email. It's not. I don't have any emails from the Masters. No emails from Augusta. Not in my spam. Not in my trash. This happens every year, and then I'm like, Did I really apply? And so now I'm worried that I never even submitted my application, even though I know that I did. So I logged on. I went old school. I pulled out my computer, logged on to masters.com. I went to tickets. I logged in just oh, to no. see if it was like, you know, yes, you applied. Check your email. And it I had waiting for me, unbeknownst to me, the results of my application. So I know. Uh-huh. I know what my plans are for next April. All right. I don't,
1: I'm I'm, going to make a prediction from 35 minutes from now. I don't know if you're a good enough liar to keep this under your hat that you've successfully gotten tickets to the Masters. If that's the case, I apologize right now. And I hope that I'm included in your trip to Augusta National. But we'll find out later in the episode about that. want to remind you that At The Turn is proudly presented by Piper Golf Go to Piper.golf, use the promo code TURN10 at checkout for their wonderful golf balls. Not just golf balls, Nick, but we went camping last week. Lacey was sporting the blue rope hat. It was great in the water. She was using it paddleboarding. It's not just golf for Piper. It's all activities with their extraordinary lids. Again, use that promo code TURN10 at checkout at Piper.golf. Also want to remind you to rate and review the podcast. Look, we don't have much, okay? We're probably not going to the Masters. We probably have to watch it on TV again, which is fine. That will be fun. But could you please just rate and review the podcast? I beg of you every episode to do this. It's very simple, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, Google Podcasts, which one of you is listening to through. Which still surprises me. I don't even know how to access Google Podcasts. Just rate and review the podcast, please. This is embarrassing. I do this every week.
0: Thank you so much for listening. There's to no the pod. shame. There's no shame in asking for a review. We're, provi- f- we're providing entertainment. You know, we're just only asking for a little bit in return. I appreciate that. No shame. Speaking of shameful things, or perhaps things that should
1: not be shameful. Music on the golf course. Now I wrote five personal rules for music on the golf course and you wrote an article years ago about what not to do in terms of music on the golf course so how do you want to do this should i rip through mine do we have overlap do you know if we have any overlap Uh, there's
0: not really much overlap maybe you know some some fringe maybe we ping pong it like great like we do with the majors i love it um
1: do you want to to kick mine off first yeah okay my first one is something not to do and to me, this is very simple, very straightforward. Never have music playing on the first tee. You can't be rolling up to the starter, showing them your ticket, checking in, shaking hands, kissing babies, and having Fleetwood Mac just blaring out of your cart. You can't do it. Play
0: it cool. Act like you've been there before. Pretty straightforward, right? Yeah. It's it's like pulling out your personal cooler full of beer. Wait till the second tee. Just, just get through that first 10 minutes and then and then you can do whatever you want. That's a good one. That, yeah, that that's exactly right. Yeah. Just seventeen holes you can have it your way. Just 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 wait to the second hole. Exactly. And my my list is is only things not to do. And that wasn't on there. So my list my list should have been six things. But my number one is is which I, I think there's some overlap here. Don't turn the volume to eleven. Yeah. You're you're used to Listening to all your music on full blast every party you go to every every time you're day drinking that that thing's cranked up the whole neighborhood knows what you're doing that that's great on the golf course you got to keep the volume at a reasonable at a reasonable volume um, my, my rule of thumb like think about what the distance from the green to the average tee box is set your speaker down walk roughly that distance if you can hear it it's pretty noticeable. You know, maybe consider turning it down a little bit. You should be able to hear it in the background, but the whole course shouldn't be listening to it.
1: Yeah, it should be played at a reasonable volume. Don't make it too loud. If you're if you're out there by yourself and no one's around, sure, that's one thing. But don't bother other people, and that is my second rule for music on the golf course. Always turn it down when strangers and other groups are around. If you have a green that's close to a tee box. Now if someone's coming into your fairway and hitting out of your fairway to me that is your fairway you in your you, house exactly you don't you don't walk into my kitchen and tell me what to cook that is that is for me but if it's the routing of the golf course and you are keeping that music at 11 like Nick put it you're being a jerk turn it down make it reasonable there's no reason to play your yacht rock, your hollow notes. At a at an unreasonable volume, just keep it cool. Act like you've been there before, and I think that's my overarching theme of
0: this: is just use common sense out there. Don't be crazy. Don't be crazy. Exactly. My my next one is is kind of on those same lines. Don't rage, and that's that's more in in uh, reference to the genre of music. If if you Joe, I know you're a huge heavy metal fan, um, but maybe the country club is not the best place to bust out your Metallica. Oh, uh, keep, keep it to something um, that's more outdoorsy, relaxing. You're not trying to like go out there, and... ah! you oh. know, it's, you, you got you, to you keep it chill. I think you got to you got to consider the genre of music that you're playing. Is that right? Yeah, I feel like you're
1: yucking my yum a little bit. So what if what if what if I like uh, what about what about hip hop? Is hip-hop an appropriate vibe? Because I understand where you're going with the heavy metal. Mm -hmm. But, like, some people will be weird about hip-hop, even though it's not necessarily any more um, shocking to the system than, like, you know, a classic rock, for
0: example. I think think it's okay. Use your judgment. It's more about, like, the energy than Mm. it is the, the cultural acceptance. You know what I mean? If it's, like you know, got some good beats that you can really just kind of like get into your own flow state or whatever, that's fine. If it's like super disruptive and it's like very vulgar that like distracts your concentration, um, you know, I know there's some hip hop songs that are very descriptive out there describing uh, things that you wouldn't really want to be thinking about in your backswing. Um, So just, just use your judgment.
1: Okay. I understand what you're saying. So basically it's not necessarily the genre full stop. But, you know, some of the things that are said in the songs, if the beat is a little bit strange, you know, if it doesn't really align with the more relaxed atmosphere of the golf course. Exactly. Regardless of genre of music, it can be, yeah. you can have some weird country songs, you can have some weird rock songs, no matter what, it's got to be, it's got to be at a certain level.
0: If the music makes you think like, what is this song? Mm. <laughs> then it's not doing its job. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Should be like a referee, you know? You It should be there, but you don't
1: notice it. That's right. It's 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 a really good left guard. You don't want to – I don't want to know his last name. Um, These two I'm going to combine because they're basically one rule on both sides of the quarter, okay? It is okay to play music if a single joins your group. So if it's me, Nick, and Romy out there, and we want to have some nice – calm rock and roll music, some country, and a single joins our group, that's up to us. We get to decide that that music is happening because he, again, he's coming into our kitchen. We're making the beef stroganoff. It'd be rude for him not to eat it. Correct. Conversely, if I'm going into someone else's living room, I'm not grabbing the remote and changing the channel. Are oh, you guys are watching this college football game? Well, Wedding Crashes is on Comedy Central. I want to watch that right now. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, that's not how you do it. If I am the single joining someone else's foursome, I don't get to play music. That's just how it is. Even if I'm playing it by myself, quiet, no. I'm on their
0: turf, their territory. Makes yeah. sense? Makes sense. Makes perfect okay. sense. My next one to be honest, I wasn't really qualified to put this down. So I'd really like your opinion on it. Um, if you get an invitation to a very exclusive high end country club that like you're representing a guest who invited you to their club and, in maybe you shouldn't bring your music on that occasion. Maybe you should use better judgment. Maybe you should pay attention to your surroundings. Look at the audience. It's probably not your typical muni crowd. Um, Maybe maybe hold off on those ones. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I don't I don't find myself in this scenario terribly often. As I will often say like I I will say probably the 10 to 12 country clubs that I've played in in my life, I don't think I've really seen uh the Rodney Dangerfield's out there. Mm-hmm. So what? So let's dance and everyone's uh having a great time in the fairway. Yeah, don't don't bring your music to the country club. They don't want it. People at the country club are waiting for someone to pull out music and make a ruckus so they can tell them they're doing something wrong. Don't give them the satisfaction. Your enjoyment of the music is not going to supersede how much they're going to like to tell you to get the hell off their golf course and go back to Glendavere West, okay? Just don't do it.
0: And the reason they pay all that money to be members at a country club is so they can have things however they want they don't have to you know fight the saturday morning crowd they can play whenever they want they can play by their own rules so yeah there you go they're paying for the exclusivity
1: and to make their own rules exactly now this one is a little controversial and i wrestled with it back and forth and perhaps on a certain day i might change my mind but today here's where i sit on it my fifth and final rule for music on the golf course The person who does not want music must always take precedent over those that do. So four buddies, three of them want music. One of them does not. The one is always right over the three because the default setting on a golf course is no music. It's not as though you're at a Portland Pickles baseball game. You're not a Seattle. You're not. You're, you're not at a Seattle Mariners baseball game, and the organ is playing, and you're telling them that is distracting for you and the players. The default setting is to have the organ playing, just like it is in the golf course. That it's birds chirping, men yelling "fuck" in the background. All of those are the natural sounds of the golf course. No music is the default setting. Everyone has to agree. The minority
0: overrules the majority in a group. Yes, I, I agree with that, and especially five years ago, still today, maybe not in three to five years. I I think I enjoy the fact that music on the golf course is becoming more acceptable. Like same. Bushnell makes – like there's a lot of brands that make golf GPS Bluetooth speakers where like it plays your music and you push a button and it gives you a yardage to the the front, middle, and back of the green. Like – the fact that a major, that major golf brands that you know are integrating golf and music into on-course products, that's awesome for sure. But it is still today in 2022, kind of a fringe thing that not everybody accepts. Three, five, ten years, I, I hope it becomes more acceptable. And then you know, if you're a jerk who say no, you can't play music, like you're the outcast. I think. For people that are really against music on the golf course,
1: it's one of two things. It's like you said, A, they're just being very traditional about it, or B, and I think this is the more likely scenario, you're not around music on the golf course very often and you haven't grown accustomed to it. To me, it has become normalized in a way that I would not have expected, like you said, three to five years ago, and my opinion has really evolved on it even from where I was 24, 36 months ago. I like music on the golf course. I like more noise in the background rather than absolute silence. I hope it becomes more of a thing. That that Bushnell point is fascinating, Nick. So what you're saying is it's a product that is primarily a Bluetooth speaker, but there's a button you can push and it will voice the yardages?
0: Is that what yep. you're saying? Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's literally the the very small niche of golf Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. Wow, but good. Hey, Bushnell, debate, good on you, yeah. for sure. I'm gonna call him up see if we can give him to send us one. Yeah, we gotta demo that thing. Um, my next one is don't DJ like don't sit there and stop songs and start songs and replay songs and, and search for different songs. Like, you gotta come prepared. You got your playlist, you hit play, you leave it alone, you don't touch it. You're not switching genres constantly. You're not searching, you know, it's not your turn to putt and you're in the cart sitting there trying to find a song, but, but your cell reception is, is poor. Um, no, you set it and forget it. See, that is a very important one. And I'm so
1: spoiled. That one didn't even occur to me because one of the members of my regular foursome, dear friend of mine, Andrew Hainer, one of his hobbies So he works at an orthodontia company and he bends wire. He's he's a manager and basically physically makes the implements that people to put in their mouth. And what he does is he listens to music all day. And while he's doing that, he is making playlists for him and his wife, for Lacey, for friends and for the golf course. So when Andy comes to the golf course, he has like 30 different playlists that he's made of a variety of music. And they're all downloaded. So he just hits play and boom, we have five and a half hours of music. So I've
0: been spoiled with him. For sure. This is probably the biggest reason I don't listen. I don't initiate music on the golf course is because I don't have time. I don't. I'm so out of touch with music. I, I just play whatever Spotify tells me that I like and like whatever. I, I don't have time to make a five hour playlist. And then I don't think I have the battery on my phone because I I sync my gps for the course with my phone and like I, that thing's gonna die for sure over the course of four hours playing music and mapping my yardages no chance so i'm actually excited when somebody i play with join up it's like hey man do you mind if we play some music i'm like please do i guess i don't want to be in charge of that
1: well i think you're in this dead zone right now where um you know, you've got the very, very young child, another one on the way. I think in about 10, 12 years, you're going to be so up on current popular music again. I'm not saying you're going to like it or understand it, but because you're going to have kids that are so dialed in, you will at least know what's in the zeitgeist, even if it's just for you to know to reject it not necessarily accept it and put it into your playlist for the golf course
0: for sure but on that note if gavin rolls up to the golf course with the playlist that i absolutely can't stand i'll still be like hey this is better than nothing thanks for thanks for yeah. manning this ship i didn't have to do anything yeah appreciate you spending two hours doing this for us but yeah um well i'm out of rules do you have any left i just have a one last one don't use headphones um you might think you're doing a favor by like nobody else has to listen to your music but You need to be aware of your surroundings on the golf course. I've seen people with headphones. I've seen people suggest using headphones on the golf course, maybe on the driving range. Sure. That's one thing. That's your practice mode. That's different. You need to be aware of your surroundings on the golf course.
1: Yeah, you absolutely do. Um, I don't think I've, have you actually ever seen anyone wearing headphones on the golf course? That's like not a single, like that's in, in a group with you. Not in a group,
0: but yeah. I think I've seen singles and I know I've seen it recommended, like people online being like, you should wear headphones while you're out playing golf. I'm like, no, you. It's need. kind of dangerous. Seriously. People yelling four? Yeah. I, you wouldn't want to do that at Chemowa. That's a helmet course, man. You, <laughs> you get it like four times on a Saturday morning. Same, same at Glenview, which, and that just
1: reminds me um, <laughs> real quick, kind of related to this. There's a two mile a walk, walking, jogging path that goes through oh, nice. my home course. And a few of the holes, like the greens, are sort of uh, abutting the walking path. And uh, it wasn't my turn to putt. So I was just kind of standing and staring off in, into space. And this older lady was walking behind the green. And I saw that she had earbuds in and I kind of looked away. And five seconds later, I see her bending over, picking up an AirPod. And she's like, I hate these damn things. To no one in particular and put it back in her ear. She yelled it when someone was putting and then she kept <laughs> on her way. Uh, I just that's I great. love my course so much. I love it. That's so good. So, um, as far as music on the golf course, I like it. Use common sense. I I I think that's what it comes down to.
0: Yeah. This the first 20 minutes of this podcast could have come down to those five words. <laughs>
1: OK, I don't want to spend too much time on this. This is how this is how we preface every segment on live. Um, but I do think it's important that we talk about the latest defectors before we get to those that we know for sure. The one that I want to chat about real quick, and he may be on board by the time we release this. Have you heard about Barkley?
0: The Barkley stuff, Nick? Yeah. I have, um, which is funny because it's the NBA fans who are the most up in arms because they're like, you can you can take your your golfers, and now you're that you're in that cross section of both. But like NBA fans, like whoa whoa whoa, I didn't care about live, but now if you're going to take Barkley, like now this has gone too far. Um, yeah, that's I, I would not be surprised if uh, if he jumps and takes it. Imagine a Faraday Barkley broadcast that would be some color
1: yeah it would be as important as it is for live to get big name golfers which they have and continue to do boy getting getting the top two color analysts maybe outside of tony romo currently working in american sports television is pretty amazing they they landed Faraday. that's done they got the number one Golf commentator in their in their in their bag, like he's he's there. This this is already happening. Faraday left NBC Sports. He's joining Live, which is humongous. If they were to get Barkley too, they have the most popular broadcasters
0: of this century. It's yeah, it, it's, it's amazing. And that was one of the biggest knocks on Live after the first couple of events is like the broadcasters. They've got Jerry Foltz, but outside of that, boy don't really know what they're talking about. Um, So, so clearly this would absolve them of that issue. Um, It's interesting that I guess Barkley himself said that if he were to to join live, he would have to leave TNT, but I'm curious if that's a TNT, you know, if they're kind of joining with the PGA tour and European Ryder cup team saying that if you're either live and you have nothing to do with us or you're with us and you have nothing to do with live. Like, why all of a sudden, I mean, I get, well, no, I'm going to ask the question. Why all of a sudden anybody who touches Live is banned from everything else? And the reason I, I will ask the question is because it's not because of the piff. It's not because of where the money comes from. That's more of a front that, that people are hiding behind. And my evidence of that is the European Ryder Cup team stripping Stenson of his captaincy because he joined Liv. The European Ryder Cup team is sixty percent controlled by the European Tour, which hosts the Saudi Invitational, which is funded by the PIF. So it's not the source of the money. It's the fact that there's competition, which is which is what I have a problem with from these from these bodies who are banning everybody who touches live. Lot to unpack there. I'll start with
1: TNT and Turner Sports. It is a moral stand. Based upon capitalist values, which is a little bit contradictory. So, TNT apparently, according to Awful Announcing, who is number one in this field of broadcast reporting, TNT is already getting calls from sponsors saying that if if Chuck is involved with Live, we don't want to sponsor inside the NBA. TNT Turner sports anymore as valuable as Charles Barkley is to Turner and TNT Draymond Green is sitting right there. Draymond is not Chuck, but he, he kind of is in terms of him saying things, Um, you know, when Draymond appears on inside the NBA, those clips of shows go viral very, very quickly, just like Chuck does and Chuck used to. So there is someone that you can bring in to replace Charles Barkley you can't replace Capital One giving you $2 billion to be a part of your broadcast. So Very true. That is, that is the inside the NBA Turner sports angle. The other side of it is, is more tricky and more sticky because you can't really look at the PGA Tour and the European Tour and the bodies currently in charge of the game of golf as we know it, professional golf, sit there and say, okay, Well, we're taking a moral stand. We're nonprofit organizations. They have a vested interest in Liv failing because they are the status quo. And maintaining that means that they are number one. They set the rules of the game. They make the most money. And Liv is disrupting what is happening. So in terms of the European tour deciding that Henrik Stenson has to forfeit his captaincy because he's joining Liv, I don't necessarily have a good answer for that. And I, I it's, it's, it's first of all, let me just pull back real quick and say, it's crazy how fast this is all accelerated from where we were in February. So here we are right now debating like the whether European or not the
0: Rider cup captain just gave up his, one of the most honorable positions in the sport of golf to join a tour. We had never heard of six months ago. I, I,
1: I wonder if two years from now, We're going to look at people's reactions to live and say, how could people have reacted that way to something that is so a part of professional golf now? I mean, considering where we were, where we are, how fast it's accelerating. I could see that possibility occurring. So to me, moving this forward a little bit, Nick, if you look at the rest of the professional golf calendar, the PGA tour and the European tour have the FedEx cup, and the race to Dubai, whereas Liv still has three quarters of their schedule to play out. They're adding more people, not only to the roster of players, the roster of broadcasters. I'm sure they're going to tighten things up a little bit. If you had to bet on a racehorse right now, it's crazy how Liv is obviously in the driver's seat of these two organizations in terms of drawing excitement and the newness element to it, Whereas the PGA tour and the European Tour just thought doing the same old thing would be enough, and clearly it's not.
0: The PGA tour should be embarrassed of how it's handled this. I mean, Jay Monaghan's reaction is is so ill-thought out. It's it's of the mindset that nobody can touch us, nobody's going to touch us, we're better than you, and and that's it. So he's basically trying to bully Live by. By banning players who touch live. Like that's his strategy. He's kind of throwing some more money at the game, but it's it's too little too late. They can't keep up with with the they thought. Yeah, it, exactly. It's it's too little too late. And he's not embracing any real change other than I mean, they announced a few things, but it's 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 minor. And again, it's too little too late. I won't even kick in for two more years. By then, like the damage is will be done. Um yeah, I, I'm really not I'm really not a fan of live. I should, I, I still need to to say that. No I'm just, am I. I'm a, I'm a much less fan of the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour right now because I just think, I actually do think it's shameful how they're reacting. They're they're taking competition and a threat, and rather than like challenging themselves to improve their actual product, they're they're just basically trying to take their ball and go home, and nobody really wins. I think we're gonna get, we're gonna have three diluted tours and there still will be a a divide amongst fans of you know we hate live and, and we support live i i am not a fan of any men's professional golf tour right now you know what you know what i'm becoming a bigger fan of the lpga yeah absolutely they're playing a major right now we're recording
1: this on a thursday morning i'm i'm more interested in that than i am i i don't even know what pg tour event is happening this weekend for goodness 3M, sakes joe oh yes of course the the last thing about live, and, and and we should mention that you know it was Henrik Stenson, Jason Kokrak, and Charles Howell the third, and Charles Howell is fascinating in himself a guy who's made forty million dollars in the PGA Tour. He's only won a couple times. The poster child for having a long PGA Tour career is going over to live. It's a really good retirement plan for him. The last thing I want to hit, Nick, and you kind of uh, alluded to it there, is I think we're going to quickly get to a point where we have to reevaluate how we measure the greatness of a pro golfer. We have had the majors and PGA tour wins and European tour wins and these team event appearances as sort of the five bellwether marks to evaluate a player's career. We did this last year where we did the top 21 golfers of the 21st century, top 21 male golfers rather of the 21st century. And it was very easy to draw a through line and say, well, these are the metrics by we judge these players and with live and things starting to change now and the possibility of these players not being able to play in the majors, we might have to seriously reconsider how we measure pro golfers against each other. And perhaps that was long overdue. It's very strange because in my lifetime, I've never experienced a professional sport changing to this degree where I have to flip my mind around how I have to evaluate someone. It's not like in the NFL you can say, well, Tom Brady won seven Super Bowls, but the NFL had this faction league come in in 2015, and then other players from the NFL were actually going to this rival league, so it diminishes what a Super Bowl means and so on and so forth. But we could be getting to that point with Liv and the PGA Tour and the Majors. It's fascinating.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm not tired of of talking about Liv because I think... I think golf is probably overdue for, for a disruptor. And of course, the disruptor is the villain kind of in any scenario, but then you put the whole Saudi element to it. And it's, it's really easy to, to, you know, get behind hating live. But if you just blindly hate live and, and therefore buy into everything that the tour is feeding you, you're not really doing yourself a favor either. But, um, as these developments take place, I mean, I think it's, it's very, it's very interesting to follow. Because this is changing golf. I mean, this is this is stuff we'll be talking about in, in 20 years. Like, it's all unfolding before our eyes. And Liv has a ton of momentum. I mean, that's all I'll really say. I mean, people are are bashing. It's, it's an exhibition. Yeah, dude, they've played two events. Like, what do you think the PGA Tour was after two events? And if they've gotten this much momentum with hardly playing any golf, where do you think they're going to be in five years? Because they're not going away.
1: It's crazy that we're at this point. The venue for the next live event, which is coming up this weekend, Nick. So this is this is coming out on July 25th. And live event number three is coming up at Trump National Golf Club at Bedminster. And that is the Mad Golfer of the Week. A reminder, please submit your Mad Golfer of the Week. Is it you? Did you read a review online? of someone being grumpy where they shouldn't? Well, send it to attheturnpod at gmail.com. As always, the Mad Golfer of the Week is brought to you by T-Box Coffee, a roast-to-order coffee brand in the heart of Southern California, Package for the golfer who can shoot 68, the golfer who shoots 112, and every score in between. Let T-Box fuel your morning rounds at promo code, excuse me, at tboxcoffee.com. Use promo code TURN15. Now, before I get to this, I'm going to take a sip of my T-Box coffee here, Nick. Mm. oh yeah yeah professional sound effects there this is from sharam d this was written in 2019 again this is trump national golf club bedminster the site of the next live event quote look all i'm saying is this you can take the poorly educated out of the trailer park but you just can't take the trailer park out of the poorly educated let's start with the good the staff is truly top notch, very awesome, and very professional people. No clue why they are working here, but hey, here they are. Now, the bad. Okay. Ever smell low end knockoff men's or women's fragrances? You know it says high end on the box, but when you smell it, you wonder what poor skunk was fermented to get this stink in a Gilder lead bottle. Kind of like that. I love it when when talented writers are are also the mad golfers. Well, that's what I've basically done so far over the past month is just find the best written ones. It makes it so much more entertaining. Yeah. Okay. That's the aroma of what you will pick up. It smells how you think the show Jersey Shore smells like at low tide while wearing those obnoxious 90s polos with a massive polo logo on them. Such a good picture. (laughs) Here's here's my favorite sentence of it. Axe body spray mixed with deep sense of douche. And it just gets under your skin and makes you want to rub it off with steel wool. The fragrance of a guy who wears black leather members only jackets and takes dates out to red lobster would slather on. (laughs) Look. This is where the rooms come out to Instagram back to the clan about where they are worth a visit just because the staff is so nice and the drive to the place is nice, but not worth the return trip. FYI, we spotted Chris Christie and holy hell, he got bigger, but his pants stayed the same size. That is, is there
0: anything about the golf course in here. <laughs> just the smell and the people.
1: He couldn't get past the smell. That's. Shraham d your mad golfer of the week wow what a poet
0: seriously um wow i i hope can we like click his profile and see all the reviews that he's written
1: i just want to see his review of like the olive garden down the road <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right is it time nick it is time it is time for Nick Rules, brought to you by Matchstick Golf. Use Turn 20 at checkout. Theme song continues to pend.
0: This is a pretty simple one, Joe, um, and I'm going to circle back to where we started the podcast. Listening to music, chill vibes. I feel like we our vibes got a little disrupted there, so we're going to bring it back to, okay. to music. Um, may I play music? The answer in the rules of golf is yes. However, you may not do so if the purpose is to eliminate distractions or to help you with your swing you should also show consideration to others so basically if if you have a playlist that's giving you like your swing thoughts or mental advice sure you can't do it if you've got Bob a playlist, Rotella playlist exactly if you've got a playlist that or a song maybe it is that you you time your tempo to you can't you can't do it if if there's some construction going on and the development just off the third fairway, and you need to blast some music to eliminate the distractions, you cannot do it. So as long as this
1: music is purely for enjoyment purposes and not for actually helping me with my swing or my game, I can play it. That's right. Wow. The rules of golf are wacky, man. Seriously.
0: That's why we have this segment.
1: All right. And there it is. Nick rules. Turn 20 at checkout. Okay. Okay. I've been waiting, I don't know, 16 hours for this part of the podcast. We have both received communication from the Augusta National Golf Club, letting us know if we've been invited to the 2023 Masters Invitational Golf Tournament in Augusta, Georgia in April of 2023. Nick, you go first because you already know your fate.
0: Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now, Joe. (laughs) You don't sound excited. I, my application was not accepted for tickets for ah! 2023 Masters. And I learned this by surprise. I, I was just trying to confirm if I actually applied, which I did find out I did apply, but I uh, will not be going to the 2023 Masters, which is good. Cause you know what, Joe? I didn't want to have to make that decision, put my wife through that. Like you mentioned earlier, we're going to have a young child and mm. another young child by April of 2023. It's, you know what? It's just a lot. I think the masters did me a solid by delaying my acceptance by a couple of years. Well, let me ask you a question. Mm.
1: Cuz I have somehow had the willpower. I'm not saying you didn't. It was an accident, but I've had the willpower to not check this email. It popped up on my phone. It was like, "Hey, Augusta National Golf Club new email." And I threw my phone across the You're room. Like, I can't look at for you. you. Can't look at you right now. So if I was to get four tickets to a round And invite you you would just say i can't i no way that's not that's not what i said okay that's not what i said i just just want to make sure yeah okay open it up here we go i'm nervous because right now this is like this is like holding a lottery ticket that i haven't checked the numbers for right Uh, now
0: i'm just gonna record i'm just gonna record this uh just in case this is the moment that you find out you're getting tickets to the masters okay i'm going to my inbox
1: I have two new. See, I don't know if I'm going to be able to read this. I think my 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 eyes are going to scan ahead. It's it's titled 2023 Ticket Application Update. I'm going to click on it. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one.
0: Uh...
1: Uh, not going. No, no, no. It's not the noise of a man going to Augusta <laughs> National. Oh, I got well, tickets for there for Saturday. It was. It, I, I I tried to scan ahead because it just it says thank you, and then it says we've completed the application process. Unfortunately, your entry was not selected this year. So oh, it's too bad. Yeah. Well, thank goodness they have such a good app and website that I can follow along the action at home. Yeah. <sighs> Probably even better that way shit Well, we should probably end the podcast now. I kind of, I kind of thought for some reason I was going to get tickets. I really don't know oh, why. You might too, yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Remember, rate and review the podcast. We we need it. We're not going to Augusta National, so we need you to support the pod. Go to piper.golf Use that promo code Turn Ten <sighs> at checkout. All right. Well, you know that was another episode of the podcast. Um, that was fun play music on the golf course, play it at a reasonable volume and uh, play Piper golf balls. I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time at the turn.